106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our Lady of Blessed Acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Myself, Dennis Brewster, and we've got three hours in store for you. We'll talk about cars. Any questions you've got, we've got snow coming tomorrow night. Please give us a call, 303-477-5600. That's our phone number. You can also text us, 307-200-8222. Any question, we'll get your question answered. And I threw this out, got a couple of answers already that I'll I'll uh, uh, let you guys know what some of the answers are that I already got throughout the week, but I mentioned this last week, so it'll be the question of the day. What's your favorite power tool and why? Okay, what's your favorite power tool? And I'm not talking, you know, uh, you know, brands and things like that because all of you have your different brands and so on. I mean, I want a specific. What is your favorite power tool and why? 303-477-5600. Hmm. It's a big question. It is. I love power tools. I, I got so many. I don't. I don't really have a favorite. I, I, by the way, have they come oh my a gosh. long way from what they used to be? Yeah. I, and you know, like we were talking. I think last week we were talking about, you know, our shops having a backup generator and stuff. And you know, like, um, you know, to get another compressor, you don't really need a compressor anymore. Not much of one anymore. Just a little bit. Just you need to run your some of your. There's a few air tools you still need to run and off your, of air your, and your tire your locks, machines and some of those your locks on your hoist. Right, but yeah. outside of that, you don't need a lot of air. No, and like the guys will tell be. you that they have a lot of electric uh, cordless. Unfortunately, guns. the compressor world is, is going not away. What it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Oh, it, it was. No, yeah. you're very. No, it's way easier without one. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. I've got a couple of calls on hold here. Let's go to Jerry real quick. I appreciate Larry Younger answering phones today, by the way. You can call us, 303-477-5600. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. Jerry in Greeley is next. Welcome, Jerry. Howdy. Um, first of all, I wanted to compliment the Fort Collins Novus crew. They, uh, they replaced a windshield in my pickup recently, and... Unfortunately, there was a defect in the the first uh, windshield that went in, but uh, they were so good about fixing that for me, and um, they actually even upgraded it to a nice. to a factory unit to help me out, and I was I was very appreciative. And I, just, I tell you what, Jerry, I'm I'm glad you said that because they they really are uh, really you know not just a great part of Drive Radio, but because they they are they're they're just. These are good, solid individuals. I know they're independently owned and operated. I get that, but you know, each and every one of them are just—it's such a great partnership, Jerry. They're just solid individuals, and they—they they link together really well. They really well. are. They're just yeah. great people. Yeah. I cannot say enough about that. Yeah. Well, I was really pleased. So. Thank you. I do appreciate that very much, and uh, and uh, we'll pass that along to them. So I, th- I thank you very much for saying that. Did you have a question about headlight covers too? I do. Um, I've, I've got an F-150 that's usually parked outside, and in the winter sometimes I'll get ice buildup across the headlight lenses. And, of course, I don't want to scratch those up nope. chipping the ice off. 
Uh, I, I was hoping I could find something to buy kind of the equivalent of, of a windshield cover, you know, something to protect Actually, them. I think what you'd be better off doing, and you're, you already went to the right place, and that's Novus, they make a treatment that you can actually put on the windshield, Jerry, that helps with ice buildup and rain buildup and so on. You need to ask them, but I would venture to guess you could use that on those same headlights. It's not going to keep it from building, but it'll keep... It'll, what it'll do is as soon as you get a little bit of heat inside those headlamps, it'll just melt and run right right off. And and uh, I, I would be I would be surprised if that product does not work for that. Hmm. Okay. And they sell it. And by it's the way, it's a Rain-X great window treatment. It's not it's, Rain-X, it's, but no, it's, it's a better like it's a better product than Rain-X. It stays on longer. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a uh, product that actually comes out of out of Germany, I believe. It's a it's fabulous, Jerry, and it really works great on you. Here's the thing, everybody listening. If you put this on your windshield, you will find yourself using your wipers about a third of what you used to. And I'm not exaggerating. I've got it on mine. That's how well it works. And you don't have to have their windshield put on. You no, can no, go no. there and just no. have this treatment done. That's right. Without uh, having... Do it yourself if you so decide. They'll do it either way. Yeah. It's real easy. And you, you, this is something, Jerry, you could probably do yourself. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, a- another reason I was considering like a fabric cover was... One time in a bad ice storm, the buildup was so bad, I think it bound up the active shutters in the grill. Um, could. So I, yes, it I could. And there, there's not much you're going to be able to do on that end of things at all. Um, there's Because, again, there's really, other than the treatment of the headlights themselves, there's no way you're going to treat the grill and all the rest of that. And, and, unfortunately, they don't get enough heat up there, and there's really not much else you can do. You know, you could put some sort of a, back in the day we called them winter fronts, there are some yeah. devices out there like that that you could do, but I don't, with the active shutters, I don't know how well that works with that, Jerry. You'd, you'd almost have to ask the, the dealer on that side to find out if that's something they would even still you know, recommend and warranty after the fact if something were to happen to the, to the you know, cooling system and so on. Okay. Do I have time for another? Sure, quick, go ahead. Quick, you bet. Go ahead. Um, you were talking recently about the uh, chain laws. And um, the CDOT website, they don't get real specific but, um, you know, they say during the emergencies, then, then they can force the passenger Correct. vehicles to have traction aids. So I was looking online, and um, some of the devices that are marketed, it looks as though they're designed to thread a strap through a spoked wheel. Yes. And, and I don't understand that because I, I've looked – a lot of times I've seen it to where the disc um, diameter seems to be greater than the opening in the, in the wheel. or it, it seems like the strap would catch at least on the caliper. I, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm missing something. Mm, you're not. I, 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 yeah. that, to me personally, that's, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of those particular units. I think there's right. only certain vehicles you're going to be able to actually put those on. Uh, drum brake vehicles in the rear, which there's very few of left, Jerry. To your point, I see that being more of a disaster than an aid. I'm oh. with you. Yeah, I wouldn't use them. I wouldn't use them either. I mean, I've, I've taken even, one look at those and think, nope, no, nope, I'm nope. Even if I had the clearance, I wouldn't I, use them. I don't like it. I'll, I'd put an auto sock or a real chain or something yeah. like that on before I do that, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate the advice. You're very welcome, Jerry. Thanks as always. I appreciate the phone call, and we'll pass that along to the guys at Novus. As well. Dale in Fort Lupton, you're up. Good day, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Thank you. Um, I have a, uh, well, a friend of mine, it's a 90 Montero. Okay. And he, he says, I think I know what the problem is, but I need to have your expertise. The uh, He says 
the charging system runs a little over 12, which is not quite enough, but then it'll peg and he can, the lights bright Mm -hmm. and, uh, the heater fan goes up, mm-hmm. and then it all goes down and dim. Uh, is that the uh, would be the voltage regulator in the alternator? Most likely. Most likely, yeah. Okay. Or the fact that it's a Mitsubishi. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, I should have said free that. To, you're free to say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is anyway. that that particular vehicle, especially back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I know they've gotten a lot better in today's world, but. Uh, they, they, yeah. Those were not my favorite. You know, Mitsubishi electrical systems were not my favorite ever. No, they didn't have it figured out. No, they did not, yeah. unfortunately. So okay, yeah. It, it, so, uh, so but, you think but, maybe just the alternator change would cure th- that? that I'm pretty sure that one's still internally regulated. Which, yeah, yes, in that case, you is. would just want to put yeah. an alternator on it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's okay. most likely well, that's... what you're up against. And yeah, and again, and folks, just real quick, I'm, I'm not trying to bash Mitsubishi whatsoever. They, you know, they, they have had a, a time and a place and served a purpose and so on. Would I, well, I'm going to be in trouble for saying this, but would I ever buy a Mitsubishi? No, I wouldn't. Because the parts availability and the workability on it and so on is just, it's not in my wheelhouse, Dale. So personally, I'm not a guy that would ever buy one. There's a lot of folks out there that love them, think they're great. It's just, I'm just not one of those guys. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm all GM and that's it. I'm being so, just being honest. Um, so, yeah. So, but that I mean he's yeah, got it. He needs to keep it running. I think that's his next step. The, the the biggest issue you've got, especially with older Mitsubishi's, is finding parts. Yes. Okay. And by the way, that just as a side note, Dale, that hasn't changed in twenty five years. They've always been tough. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they they uh, like the Hyundai's in the early days. That's right. Right. Yeah. The difference is Hyundai finally got all that figured out and you know barely build a really decent car today. I'm not saying that Mitsubishi yeah. doesn't build a decent car today, but as far as parts availability, the dealer network, and so on, I mean, just look around and how many Mitsubishi dealers do you even see kicking around? There's, there's very I, few. I, I, you know, yeah. we know they're still in the U.S., but I'm not sure how you would know because there's not enough presence to even say you're here. And you don't even see commercials. Yep. No. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, well. me personally, uh, to me, buying a Mitsubishi is like on the low end buying a Ferrari. And what I mean by that is you very rarely see a Ferrari dealer. They're very expensive to maintain. Parts availability is not really quick. I mean, if you buy a Ferrari and can afford it, you know all of what I'm just talking about, and that's something you just know and understand as you're going in. Unfortunately, Mitsubishi is the same thing only on the low end. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's, a, that's the best, best analogy I know to say. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. No, you're very welcome. Very and again, and best of luck to him. I mean, I think, you know, and just real quick, too, uh, Mitsubishi is not a small company. I mean, that's a very large national, you know, worldwide company. They they just don't have much of a car presence here. They do around the world, but not here. Yeah, they, they build semis, too. They build a lot of stuff. They just don't have a yeah. good car presence here. Yeah. So wow. for, for all of you listening, if you see a Fuso truck running around, that's a Mitsubishi. Yeah. Yep. Most people don't know yeah, that, I, but yeah, that's 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 exactly what you know. Again, I and I, and by the way, I wish they did better in in that world in you know in in our market because I do think they've got a pretty decent car they built today. The biggest problem that Mitsubishi though has, uh, Dale, again, is just you know finding parts, finding availability, getting somebody to work on them outside of the dealer network, and so on. They're just a tough vehicle to own. 
And you don't see a lot of advertising for them. You, you don't, don't see, you know, everybody's out there advertising, but I don't see them. They're, yeah, they're, they're, it's just, and again, they, I'm not knocking them. They build a great vehicle. It's just they, they don't have enough presence in America for me to buy that product. That's the way I would say it. Yeah, but they're, they're hard to work on, too. They are. Yeah. Very. Yes. Yeah. They put yeah. things in weird places. So, anyways, that's, that's just how I'm looking <laughs> at it. Well, good deal. Okay. Dale, I appreciate it. Best of luck to you. Thanks for calling. Again, uh, question of the day is, what's your favorite power tool around the house, around the shop, whatever it happens to be? Let us know, 303-477-5600. We'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll get some more questions answered. Lines are open, by the way. Paul, you'd called in, dropped off. Give us a call. We'll get you right up here, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time, many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change. All without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. P-R, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. 
And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, our engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Question of the day is, what's your favorite power tool? Now, I got an answer. <clears throat> One is from Joe, who's on Facebook. The car polisher is my favorite power tool. It keeps my car nice and clean and shiny, which saves your paint. By the way, great answer. The One I hadn't yeah. thought of. yeah. It's one of my favorites as well, actually. I, really? I, have, I have several. That's my okay. problem. I, I love power tools. I know. I love tools, I, period. I, got... I don't care whether it's a hand tool, power tool, whatever. It doesn't Saw. matter. It doesn't I, matter. Yeah, yeah. I just am a tool guy. I know. <laughs> I know. Tools yeah. to fix tools. Yeah. I have one that's not a power tool, and it's called the Nutter. Have you ever heard of that? The Nutter? Yeah. What it actually, that? well, on when I worked at Nissan, we used to have to use it to put uh, threaded nuts into the top of the, to hold the luggage rack on. And so you drill a hole, and you oh, yeah. you have these threads. Nutzerts are called. Well, it's, the tool's called the nutter, and you right. put that in there, and you just—it's like a um, pop rivet gun. You yep. just kind of yep, and it—they work it, great. Oh my gosh! And it puts a threaded yes. in a hole, yeah. threads in a hole, yeah. and then you take a bolt and you can tighten it up as tight as you want. It it works really well. I loved using that. I just love playing around with it. You know, like a big so, rivet gun only with threads. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, no. They work great. By the way, that's a and. And just as a side note, they have come a long, long way, way from what they used yes, to. Yes, they did. Yes. Long I have way. the old set, and then I bought a new set because when I work on the houseboat, we sometimes we have problems, and I'm like, why do you guys keep drilling new holes? Let me put this in there. Right. You won't have to do that again. No, it works very well. So, again, what question of the day is what's your favorite power tool? And, again, it doesn't have to be a power tool. It could just be a hand tool, something that yeah. you just kind of your go-to tool all the time. I explained what mine was in Fix It Radio. I'll get into that again. But, you know, what is your favorite power tool? around the house, 303-477-5600. You can also text us a answer at 307, seeing if I have any, by the way, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. And uh, just let us know. You can also do that on Facebook, facebook.com slash drive radio. You can also send us an email. I don't say this enough. Go to the website, drive-radio, so drive-radio.com. It's the little, you know, dash, dash. Not Don't type in dash. It's drive with a little dash, yes. radio.com. So drive-radio.com is a website. You can go there, fill out the Contact Us page. It'll send me an email. You can also, if you've got something you want to upload, a lot of times you guys want to send me pictures and things like that, and you can't do that on the website. I don't have that ability on the website. But you can send an email directly to me and put an attachment on it with you know your favorite tool yeah. or things along those lines. And it's really easy. It's John, J-O-H-N, John at, again, drive-radio.com. Dot com. So drive-radio.com. That's me. That's the email. Just send it, and we'll get it. You know, you look at the smoke out there and everything, yeah. and you know 
by tonight, it's going to be going away. Yeah, we've got snow coming tomorrow. In fact, the forecast. I thought which, it was tonight. I thought uh, it was supposed so to So here is the forecast. Are we ready? Yes, we're ready. This is what I get on a daily basis because we subscribe to a service because of what we do. After a cold day yesterday, warm air mass will introduce briefly today, allowing temperatures to warm into the 60s ahead of a cold front that will move through this evening. The front looks to move through sometime between 7 to 9 p.m. with temperatures rapidly dropping and winds increasing from the north. Snow chances lag the frontal passage, but some snow showers or flurries become possible by around midnight as snow fills in from the north to the south overnight. By daybreak Sunday, only minimal snow is expected as the majority of the snow will fall through the day Sunday and Sunday evening. Highs Sunday likely only in the teens, which will allow snow to accumulate on all surfaces with areas of icing. Roadways deteriorate further overnight Sunday as temperatures fall into the single digits. The snow will start out a bit wet early Sunday morning, but by Sunday evening the snow will be dry and powdery with some areas of blowing and drifting snow. Snow will come to an end north to south on Monday morning with some lingering flurries possible until about noon. Snow totals are tough to pin down right now due to the potential for banding of heavier snow, which always results in some irregularities. Snow totals in the table, which I will tell you in a minute, are expected amounts, but banding of heavy snow may result in locally higher totals for some areas. High Monday only in the 20s with minimal melt as clouds slowly clear out during the afternoon. Despite melt on Tuesday under sunny skies and temperatures release. Sorry, decent snow melt on Tuesday under sunny skies as temperature reach into the 40s. And he'll give us more updates as the day goes on. So tomorrow, snow totals. Tonight's only about a half an inch or so. If you're in the main area of Denver, south and west, about an inch. Sunday night, though, one and a half to three for central north Denver, two to four for south and west. And that includes Sunday and then into Sunday night. So basically, the prediction is anywhere from about four to eight inches of snow out of this particular storm. That's a... Kind of a large spread. It's a decent, well, it is, but that's because of the banding and things that they just mentioned, that's where that comes from. So, Don and Littleton, you're up. What's going on, sir? Hi, John. Hi, Dennis. Nice to talk with you guys. Likewise. Nice to hear your voice, Don. Well, thank you. I, I always enjoy listening to you and always learn something. But, John, I wanted to ask that lady that called, oh, probably two or three weeks ago with a new Subaru, took it into the dealer for her first oil change. Yes. Dealer didn't tighten the oil filter, lost the oil. Nope. What ha- whatever happened on I that? I got an email from her, and we re- and I responded back and forth a couple of times. I did get the actual invoice from the dealer that showed everything that happened. And, and by the way, in defense of the dealer, uh, they did have a really good explanation all written out on the, you know, on the invoice where basically they had you know, done a few things to the vehicle. They noticed a drip coming from the oil filter area. Uh, all of the oil did not leak out of the engine, despite oh. what she had been told. So they went, you know, they oh, went ahead and, and, you know, put a new filter on it, got everything all dialed in, gave her new oil, of course, and did all of that. And no, they, they did a very good job taking care of it. And I told her I didn't see there was any need to do anything further, but it wasn't as bad as what somebody had called her on the phone and said. It sounded like there was some miscommunication inside the dealership okay. as to what actually okay. had happened because it wasn't nearly okay. as bad as what it was being depicted. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a happy ending to that story. Yes, it was a good ending, and no, I was very happy to help her out, and uh, was you know yeah. told her I'm even willing to call the the dealership if needed. But they had everything documented very well, explained very well. There wasn't any issues there. Sure. You know, just on a you know larger sense, if if you take your car in somewhere and something bad does happen, like the oil plug doesn't get tightened and they drop the you drop the oil on the road and lose an engine, 
What kind of recourse do you have, John? Engine replacement. The, the, all those companies have, whether it be an independent, well, I shouldn't say all, any good auto shop, and this is where you really need to be careful who's doing your work, any good auto shop with good insurance has the ability to even replace that, not even out of their own pocket. Their insurance company will actually step up and take care of that dealer, Jiffy Lube, independent, whatever. So you you won't be out anything, providing you're at a good shop. You know, if you're at the neighbor's house down the road and he's doing some backyard mechanicking, good luck, uh, good good luck. luck on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, but well, if you're at any you know, yeah. of our Colorado select facilities, uh, dealerships, whatever, you won't have any issues. Yeah, Don, I'll tell you what happened once, and I, it's it's not embarrassing because things happen, but um, we had yeah. one came in. The guy had an oil change done at our shop, and he lived in the Springs. He used to come up all the time. He still does. Um, we left the radiator cap loose, and when he drove oh. down there, his check engine light turned on, but he didn't stop. He just kept oh. driving, and it overheated the engine, and the engine seized up. Right. And oh. all I did was turn it over to my insurance company. We towed the car back up. They paid for the tow to come back up. Uh, we put a motor in it. He didn't. I called him up because I told him we're putting, he had like 170,000 miles on the truck. Uh, it was a sure. S10. And he says, um, you know, I called him up and let him know that they're going to put a light motor in it. They're not going to put a brand new one in. What right. they're going to do is they're going to find one with about 150,000 miles or more and put that one in. Oh. I told him I'd. Would he want to pay the difference to upgrade okay. to upgrade to a brand new motor, which he did, and we put a new motor in it, and away he went. And you know, that's sure. we had insurance sure. to cover that, and and it was no problem, no hassle, no nothing. Yeah, and again, Don, any of the better shops out there, and this is just where you need to you need to be aware of where you're walking in. And by the way, this is something we don't ever talk about on air, and probably should. You are well within your rights as a customer to say, can I actually know how much liability insurance you have? And do you have a copy okay. of your certificate that you could show me to prove you actually have insurance? We There's nothing wrong it. with asking that. I had it posted. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Well, st the, the point of fact is that mistakes happen. Yes, they, they do. They just do. That's why you have insurance. You, yeah. You think about a busy shop with guys maybe getting distracted and a lot of different things going on, and you could forget to tighten something or put on something. I mean, it happens. It does, and that's why, like, like with the Subaru, they did the right things. That's where the integrity comes in. Is when when something goes wrong, right. where's their integrity? Do right. they t step that's up right. and take care of it, and don't blame that's everybody right. else, but say, nope, it's our fault. Yep. We're going to take care of it. Yep, that's, 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 that's the way it's got to right. be. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had that same thing happen to me where I forgot to tighten something, and I, yeah, and but yeah, you just have to say, yep, my fault, I'll fix it, and we'll go on. Yeah, and the reality is that, you know, just for everybody listening, and Don, you're exactly right in what you just said, although I will say this, if you look at how many vehicles are getting fixed in a particular, you know, metro area, for example, on a daily basis, and how many of those actual incidents happen, it's still, yeah, it's pretty minimal. So you know what, all in yeah. all, yeah. Uh, the industry does a pretty good job on that. But the oh, only yeah. thing is, is like oh, John yeah. mentioned, it's, to me, it's the homeowner that takes his car to his friend's uncles, nephews, cousins, next door mm -hmm. neighbor, <laughs> and, and they, they fix have a the, problem. They have a problem, and, they, and those are the ones that we used to see all the time. They would yes. come in and say, yes. hey, I had my oil changed, and, and, and for some reason it doesn't want to, the plugs keeps turning, and it's leaking there, and we go to look at it, and we say, well, it's stripped. Right. And the guy yeah. goes, well, how did that happen? Well, we don't know. We've never done your oil change. So right. now yeah, the guy's yeah. like, well, That's I can't right. get the other guy to fix it. We've had numerous people that came in from out, East that they had this guy working on their car, and now the car locked up, and he did yep. a timing chain. Yep. All these things go wrong, and that guy doesn't want to stand up against it. Well, because, he doesn't have the ability right. to do so. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, right. Doesn't right. have insurance exactly. or nothing. Right. 
Yep. Yeah, who who you who you who you have to help you is really really important. Yes, it is. Know? Well said. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Well, thanks, guys. I You're very welcome, always, Don. Just as always, always thanks, man. I really appreciate Thank the phone call. Thank and, you. And you know, we pay insurance for all that stuff. Yes. We pay a lot of liabilities. We're uh, regulated by the government. Yep. You know, we're we're paying our taxes. We're doing everything right, and we have a facility you can do it in. That's the place to take it. Yes. Your neighbor down the street who's got another job doing something, he doesn't have the time to fix it, or He's going to try to fix it and doesn't have the, like we, we mandate, it's mandatory for our guys to go to classes. You know, it's mandatory for us to learn different trades uh, or not trades, but uh, how to use different tools and the special uh, parts that are coming out. You know, we have different ways. I I don't know. There's just so much more that goes on into a repair shop than what people think. Well said. We'll come right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. John and Cheyenne, hang tight. Question of the day is what's your favorite tool Power tool especially. What's your favorite tool, though, around the shop? 303-477-5600. We'll be right back on an email question as well. We'll answer. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Mistakes happen. Auto repair shops prove their mettle when something goes wrong. The team at Extreme Auto Repair in Parker recognizes that mistakes happen. They're committed to doing what they say, even when that means replacing a failed part for free or honoring the original price they quoted a customer despite unexpected issues. They hear all the time from their loyal customers, that's what keeps them coming back because of how the entire team responds when something goes wrong. The techs at Extreme Auto level with you, following through to fix the problem. They don't just replace parts, they repair vehicles. It's that same degree of integrity that keeps their employees around long-term, too. The average Extreme Auto technician has 16-plus years of experience, and they stick around because they share the same commitment when something goes wrong. We do what we say. No arguments, no excuses. Just apologize and work to make it right. KLZradio.com slash extreme promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lenigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. 
GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for calling us today and checking in and uh, just listening and all the things that you do. We do appreciate it very much. I got a uh, John on Cheyenne. Well, well, John in Cheyenne, let me take you first. And I've got an email question we'll answer after that as well. So, John, what's going on, sir? All right. So I didn't hear in the first hour your favorite tool. This okay. is going to be weird. I got two. All right. Two so, you, 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 no, go ahead. You go first. My two favorite tools is my one-gallon shop vac. That mm. thing is so handy. Yeah, it is. Just clean up little messes and everything, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's just easier than pulling the big shot yeah, back out. Yeah, good answer. I, I've had, I think I'm on my third one since I bought my first house. You know, the after five, seven, eight, nine years, they burn And the one-gallon ones, actually, you know, most people kind of laugh at those, but for a lot of the smaller jobs, John, they work as well they as got, anything do. I got one called. And the, they got great power. Yeah. What is it? The Something dog. uh I don't know. It's not very big, and I take it everywhere. Yeah. They work great. No, I have the same thing. They yeah. work fabulous. No, yeah, you're well right. Said. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. Good answer, John. Yes. Yeah, and the second thing is my safety glasses. Huh. Yeah, I didn't think I, about that. Any job I do, I grab a pair of safety glasses. I got some tinted ones and some clear ones. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, 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 good one. Do you have the safety glasses with the lights? Ooh, those are nice. No, the, those no, are really I, cool because you get into places and your hands are all tied up and you need a flashlight. You, you just, just click on. on the lights and That's you can see one. everything. Oh, good one, Dennis. Yeah, but I have my headlamp usually handy. Yeah, uh, that works in, too. In the winter, in the winter before I go to work, I got to walk my dog in the dark, so I use the headlamp. Well, the headlamps work great too. Most yeah. people don't realize that yeah. when you're working on a car, a headlamp works well, fabulous. It by does. The way. Oh, the they really do. Yeah, they work great. Here's a trivia. There's a trivia question for you real quick. Okay. What's the best product Mitsubishi ever made? Ooh, what's the best product Mitsubishi product, ever made? Though. Don't think uh, car. Product would be probably the Zero for the Japanese yeah, Air Force. he got it. Yeah. He got it. I, right? was, I was reading a, yeah. a history book on the Battle of Midway. Yeah. And one of the Marine fighter pilots that survived, and most of them didn't, was quoted as saying, if it was one-on-one, -on -one, the Zero versus the Wildcat, you were outnumbered. The Zeros, they, they flew. They flew. They were, yeah, and if you look at a Zero and then you look at the Corsair, it looks like we pretty much copied it. True. True. And yeah, the Zero, and I'm not, a, I'm not a pilot, but from what I understand, the Zero was more nimble. 
was able to fly faster mm -hmm. and you could basically fly circles around us. But we had more armament that we could carry and bombs to drop right. and things along those lines. So it's just a different approach to how that was being done. Right. But in, you know, in air to air combat, fighter to fighter, we had to come out with the Corsair just to match the zero. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, it's, yeah. And people forget that. Yeah. That's how long they've been around. Yeah. Mitsubishi, yeah, that was their number one product during the Second World War. So, yep. you know, when people pick on them, I'm like, yeah, they made the Zero, so they didn't do everything bad. No, and, and they built some great, you know, and even today, they built some great products. I've test-driven the, you know, the Outlander, and they've actually got an Outlander EV <laughs> product and so on. You know, and it's a great product. And for the money, it's a great product, John. I just, for me personally, I just struggle with buying something that has such little dealer network because if you ever have a problem, even under warranty, you're, you're driving to wherever that dealer is, and it's just a pain in the rear. Yeah, we looked it up. Oh. I looked it up, yeah. and there's only 350 dealers across the United States. And across That's, the United States. 350. Any in Colorado? I don't think there's one in Wyoming. There's, there's like three. five in Colorado total. If you go all the way to Springs and Pueblo, there's like three or four up here. In a, so I think there's six total. Okay. So, I mean, if you've had a Mitsubishi, you could probably find somebody on the front range. You could. It's tough, though, when you start getting into some of the outer lying areas, you know, Western Slope or Eastern Plains or up where you are and yeah. so on. That gets tougher. And and the hard part yeah, is, getting the, is getting the parts. I mean, you could fix it, yeah. but you need the yep. parts. That's that's exactly right. And it's hard to get the parts. That's right. I'll stick with my Ram. There you go. There you go. Good yeah, one, yeah. John. John. Have a great one. You, thanks, John. I appreciate it very much, as always. All right, and real quick, my favorite tool, I explained this during the first hour, but I, you know, given the fact of where I've been in the industry and so on, Snap-on, which most of you probably know the name, Snap-on Tools, been around for forever. Um, they, they have, you know, literally been building, in my opinion, the, quali the, the highest quality hand tools probably known to mankind ever. And, yes, you pay a lot of money for their stuff, but it, it's the best of the best of the best. It really is. And if you're a technician earning your living that way, uh, you could, you know, back in the day, you could put a craftsman wrench in your hand and you put a snap-on wrench in your hand and you could be blindfolded and know exactly which one was in your oh, hand. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and the ability to even get into places and fix things and do things with the snap-on tools versus anybody else's, there, you know, there literally wasn't any, any comparison. But say all that to say this, my favorite tool around the house even is back in the day I bought uh, snap-on, and they still make these. They, they make a impact little small impact driver, a three-eighths impact driver, and then just a regular impact driver with the collar that, you know, the, it's like a quick coupler collar right. where you, you got the hex head thing that you can slip in it and you can use it for a, a drill or a screwdriver or whatever you want to, depending upon what bit you put into the end of it. Well, the nice the thing about this is the kit is just shaped well enough to where there's extra space inside of it where you always have the charger with you, you've always got an extra battery with you, but then you've got the ability to put like the little square packs of, screwdriver bits, drill bits, whatever. You can kind of stack in there whatever you want to and usually a tape measure. And if you want to throw a few extra drywall screws or whatever, you can literally kind of throw everything you want in this yeah, little, little kit. square kit. Yeah. And when there's something you need to go fix, just grab that thing by the handle. It's in a little square, I don't know, about a foot square, uh, you know, canvas kind of a square bag thing, if you would. And you just pick that thing up and carry it wherever you're going. And you lay it down, you open it up, and all your stuff is there. It's like having a little toolbox, if you would, and... And it works fabulous, and I rarely have to charge the battery. The thing just works and works and works. It's just a great product. Now, they weren't cheap. No. That kit, each, so each driver was 300 bucks. So back in the day, that was a $600 deal to buy both of those. But, you know, I've probably owned them for 10-plus years now. Yeah. That's how long I've had them, and they work great. And they've got a whole deal where they've got 
drivers and flashlights and ratchets. Anyways, it's a whole little, you know, kit that they're not kit. It's a whole line of product they have that uses that particular battery that they use. And it just works well. And Snap-on does a good job. Yes, they do. That's what I'm going to say. So Brian and Longmont's next. Brian, what's going on? Hey, John, I got a little uh, postscript, a little addendum to, sure. the, uh, to, to the Mitsubishi story. Sure. Uh, the Zero, when it first came out, uh, the fighter, Japanese fighter plane, did give us a lot of trouble. That's, that's my understanding. Okay. Uh, but, uh, and the, the gentleman that called mentioned the Corsair. That was definitely a great plane. However... Uh, where the Zero, what they copied, was a plane that Howard Hughes had designed and had built. Just a, oh, He did a one-off, and then he shopped it around. And it was a fighter plane. Uh, he shopped it around to Lockheed and Boeing and uh, Vought and all the different manufacturers at that time. And I'm not sure if it was just before the war or early in the war when he, when he did this. But nobody really took him up on it. Nobody built his plane. Mm. But that that plane is what the Zero is copied after. Gotcha. If if you talk to uh, an aeronautical engineer, that they'll tell you that there's a lot of Howard Hughes' plane in that uh, Zero. So I did not what, know that. That's interesting, yeah. yeah I, I, well, and I've said this before, and I'll continue to say it. I'm not trying to be, you know, this is not a a racist comment. This is a very true statement. Typically speaking, the things that you see come out of Asia in general, China, Japan, Korea, and so on. And I'll just say it. There's not a lot of innovation that happens there. There's a lot of copying and redoing of things somebody else has made. But frankly, Brian, there's not a lot of innovation there. And, you know, case in point, the FJ-40 back in the day was really just a modified version of what the what got left behind in the Jeep during, you know, World War II and so on. So the reality is, there, what you're saying, I believe, because there's not a ton of innovation. They typically copy what somebody else has already done. And you know what? I was a, I, Nissan, I, I was a Nissan Master Tech, and every time we went to class, they always said, we copied this from GM, and this is how yeah. we do it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Toyota is another one. The early yes. Toyota uh, inline six. Yes. Was, yes. Uh, was a Chevy. I think it was. Vir- yeah. Very Chevy, close. Vir- virtual carbon copy. Yeah, it was the two. Yeah. F- I believe it was a copy of the. Don't quote me on the actual displacement, but I think it was the two fifty two or the two fifty something. I'd have to. My dad would know this off the top of his head, but yeah, those early fifties yeah. Chevy inline six cylinders is what was copied to go into the FJ forty. Because here's the thing: most people don't realize this. You could take an FJ40 and actually improve the way it ran by taking a Chevrolet six-cylinder distributor and dropping yeah. it into the Toyota engine, and you'd have better electronics, and it would run better at the end of the day than what the yeah. original Toyota stuff That's did. That's right. Yeah. That's great. You you know why the British drink uh, warm beer? No, why is that? Oh, I do know. They have... They have Lucas Electric. Yes. <laughs> Lucas, excuse me, I blew it. Lucas Refrigerators. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we all know about Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay, you guys have a great no, day. Brian, good, you know, good, good talking to you. I appreciate it. And he is, he is right on that. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. 
Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Get your unique vehicle insured for what you know it's worth. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance gives you the coverage you expect, which means you have the money to replace your vehicle when something goes wrong. Here's a real story from a customer of Paul. A brand new custom vehicle in transport was not strapped on correctly. It fell off the transport vehicle and onto the highway through no fault of the owner. Because he had insured his vehicle with Paul Lewinberger, he filed a claim and replaced the vehicle, no questions asked. In fact, American National Insurance went to bat for him against the transport company to make sure he got the coverage he expected. With any other insurance, that story might have ended very differently. Make sure your unique vehicle is insured correctly so you get the coverage you expect. Call the personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The Performance Oil Service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening to us today. We do appreciate it very much. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Charlie Grimes, your engineer, and Larry Unger answering phones. Lines are open, by the way, 303-477-5600. Calls will get you right on air. Mike and Bailey, what's going on, sir? Hey, John, how are you? And good. I'm doing good. Uh, listen, uh, quick question. I got a 2017 Impala. Okay. And uh, this summer I went and bought uh, new rims and studded snow tires so I could just swap them out sure. each season. Yep. Um, I failed to specifically ask for the new TPMS to be put in, so that was not done. Right. The snow tires do not have TPMS. Now, I'm putting them on today. And I realize that TPMS light's going to come on. Yes, it is. That's fine. Um, I'm planning on using the black tape method to fix that. Okay. And uh, my question is, is that going to cause me an issue when I go back to the summer tires? Nope. It'll pick it right back up as soon as you put them on. Yeah. Great. That's all I needed to know. Now, now as a side note, Mike, 
it's not that expensive to go ahead and outfit the snow tires with the sensors because you can buy aftermarket sensors and use that, and they work fine. You 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 could do that pretty inexpensive for probably under a hundred bucks. You could do that. Yeah, and all you have to do is break down the tire a little bit, just the one side of the bead, right. and then they slip that in. Exactly. So that that's not a huge deal to do. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, but they were they quoted me two fifty. Yeah, you can do oh, it cheaper than no, that, no. much cheaper. You can buy those at Napa, by the way. You can get the sensors at Napa. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and again, and they they should have. I'm sorry, I, we could have even helped you back then. But yeah, you you yeah. can buy the sensors right from Napa. It's a replacement sensor, and the reason for that is because everybody listening, those have a battery life to them. Those TPMS sensors will not last forever. Right. Sure. They, you know they, they've got a lifespan to them. So five to seven years. Yeah. You, yeah. you know you're going to find eventually that you need to replace those. Anyways, that's why the aftermarket's full right. of TPMS sensors. That in a lot of cases, just as a side note, are built better than the factory ones. Yes. Yeah, I've I've replaced them before. I'm I'm aware of what you're saying, but I live some distance away. And to tell you the truth, I was just too lazy. Now, and now, too if you want it, now here's something else to help you with. Yeah, you want the other answer? Sure. You want to cheat in the meantime, without actually having to put them in the wheels. And nobody else listen to this. This is just for Mike. Okay. <laughs> Go get yourself a piece of PVC, Mike, that the sensors will slip into. Glue one cap on one end. Glue another cap on the other end that has a valve stem ability in it. Put the sensors down inside of that. Pressurize that tube. Throw it back in the back, and your light goes off. Yep. Oh, really? Yep. They won't know the difference. <laughs> okay, then. And then, it, and then at some point, as you decide to actually put those in the wheels, you could. Right. But in the meantime, you've at least got the light turned off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's okay. what I need. You can to do know. that. No problem. I've known guys that do that, and it works fine. All righty, then. Okay. All right. All right, Thanks Mike. A Thanks a lot. Appreciate the phone call. Okay, we have got real quick, Ray in Castle Rock, hang tight, Stephen Colorado Springs as well. I want to answer this really quick because David actually texted, or sorry, David emailed in 2004 Kia Spectra that the airbag went off on the driver's side, wondering if I can replace it and what I do to get it running again. Yes, David, that can be replaced, although typically... Uh, you know what? You can get that replaced at an auto shop or at a collision center. And frankly, just let me give you a little tip on this. Not trying to take anything away from, a, from an auto shop, but the collision centers can do it cheaper. They do this all the time. They typically have a line on these things, whether it be aftermarket or you typically don't want to do a used airbag. But they've typically got a line on the aftermarket end of things, David. And here's the other secret that most don't realize. Because of insurance companies, the labor rate at the collision center will be less than what you're going to find at the mechanical shop. So if it were me, David, I would shop that around and, you know, Joaquin over at Colorado Car Works, places like that. They can typically put that airbag in cheaper than you can go get it done in a mechanical shop. Where's he at? It doesn't say where he's at. I don't know. Okay. So, but in that, that, that's David, if you're still listening, that's how I would do that. Yes, that can be fixed, but I would have a collision center do that to save yourself some money. Ray in Castle Rock, you're next. Hi. Um, this is a far-fetched question, and it has to do with how do you, if you have a solar flare or a nuclear explosion mm -hmm. versus EMP, how do you get your car run again if, it dis is, if it's disabled? What you do don't, you do? You don't. You don't at no. that point. It's a, it's a, no. now there, there, and there's a lot of talk out there, Ray, that you know some of the newer vehicles that have better encasing and so on of the electronics wouldn't be an issue. I don't know yeah. that there's any 
you know, I don't know if there's anything lately that anybody's done that that I know is tried and true that would actually prove what what I just said. There there is talk yeah. out there that the late model cars will keep running through an EMP, but I don't know that anybody knows that for positive. And here's the deal: if it if it will not run after an EMP, good luck on finding good parts that haven't been affected by an EMP. And then in a right. lot of the late model vehicles, there would still need to be programming done and so on. Those are also done by handheld computers that will then be wiped out by an EMP unless somebody puts those into a Faraday box and so on. And I don't know anybody planning ahead enough on any of that. So so your your question from a gentleman earlier about, uh, you know, talking about, you know, Nissans and Toyotas and just dropping a distributor from, you know, a Chevy in line six. So you can't do that with the new nope. engines? No, nope. no. Most okay. of the newer engines even, and for most of the new vehicles, in fact, most of the fleet that's on the road today is 12, 13 years of age or newer. Most of those don't even have distributors. They're all coil-on plug. Yeah. Right. You know, they're right. not even running a distributor anymore. And they're all different. I just I just had to ask the question after No, the best, I mean, if somebody's really this. concerned about that, which, by the way, Ray, I, I think is actually a valid question i think it's a valid concern the only way really around that is to keep an older vehicle floating around that's got you know a set of points or even an old uh you know yeah. delco hei distributor where if you had to change a module out real quick it wouldn't be that big of a deal keep a you know keep a module in a faraday box if you had to i don't think those modules frankly would be that affected by an emp sure. anyways but yeah if you had an older vehicle around running points and carburation and so on you'd be the one running nobody else would be uh that's why i called Thanks a lot. That was a great, <laughs> great answer. You're very welcome, Ray. I appreciate the phone call same very much. Same thing for a phone. The same thing for your, yeah. You know, you get a plug-in phone and, and you lose power and your phone goes out. Well, you could just go plug in a plug-in phone and it'll plug, it'll work. There you go. Stephen Carr Springs, you're next. Good morning, John. On your previous caller, you read my mind. Until the manufacturers start putting in a Faraday box on the sensitive electronics, unless you keep electric collect your car around, you're not going anywhere. No, I, yeah, I don't think so, Steve. I mean, again, there's there's folks out there, and I've done a lot of reading on this because we've done some shows even on the on this uh, subject in the past. And yeah, there's some experts out there that will say, oh no, no, the, the new modern vehicles they'll pretty much you know withstand an EMP and so on and so forth. And I, I Steve, so. I, as, as sensitive as some of the electronics are, and the way I know some of them are encased, uh, I I would be shocked if a new vehicle fired up after an EMP. Sometimes just jumping them, you if you don't jump them right, you Thank can you. you'll send a spike right through and it'll take yeah. out the computer. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Reason I reason I thought was something I routinely forget to do, and with all the smoky air we've had in the past few months, is cleaning those cabin air filters, replace them. Mm-hmm. Really simple to do DIY, and you'll be yep. amazed how much guard is in yep. there. Yep. Well said. And how, how much better? How much better the air is coming. Well in. said. So well just, said. For those who don't think about it like I don't, until I actually boom look at it. But it's worth doing on uh, all the cars you have that have them. You know, Very well said. Every six months. Yes. Months. No, you're exactly right, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it yeah. sure is. Okay. Steve, thanks. thanks. Good, good call, by the way. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, you know, we can get off on the EMP subject a little bit if you want to. I, again, I, I'm not an expert in that area, but I've, you know, just read enough and know enough yeah. about how some of that works and so on. That and, and a lot of you as listeners have sent me information and so on. I've had some interviews during the week with different folks along those lines and so on. And yeah, I think it's anybody's guess as to what vehicles would run or not run if we had an EMP strike. But there's, it's not only just inside the computer. There's certain things inside the computer that can't handle it. That's right. And there's certain things outside the computer you know, that the computer and so on. that the computer has to see to make it work, and they they yeah, can and wipe out too. Most vehicles today, there's probably a minimum of four to five computers, and some have as many as eleven or twelve. Yeah. 
Depends on what you're driving. Right. Literally, literally, in some cases, you're going to have a little little mini computer. It's called CAN bus. That's what we call it now. They're CAN bus system, and there's little computers all over. So, all right, hour number one is over. Got hour two coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. What's your favorite power tool around the house and why? We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.